Hi, this is Danielle Houston. I'm a benefits advisor at Propel Insurance. You're listening to my podcast, The Checkup, where we talk about all things related to employee benefits. One of the areas I really like to dig deep in is this space of healthcare delivery, and that's specifically how people access their care, which ties directly into how much your health insurance costs. It can be a real challenge today to contain costs with our federal regulations post-Affordable Care Act because we don't have as many levers left to push on things like your out-of-pocket maximum, pre-existing conditions, lifetime maximums. Those used to be some of the things that we could do to help lower and, and contain certain costs. But on the positive side, it's given birth to some new ideas and new ways to make your healthcare more accessible and more affordable, but it's new and it's different. And one of those new ideas that I'm really excited to unroll for you today is a unique partnership between Primera Blue Cross and MultiCare. My guests today are John Casper, who's the Regional Sales Director at Primera Blue Cross, and Kate Mundell, who is the Director of Clinically Integrated Networks at MultiCare Connected Care. Welcome. Hey, Daniel. Hi, Daniel. Thank you for having us. We're Thanks. excited. Thanks for coming. John and Kate, tell me what led to this partnership, because I think we all know there are other carriers in this region. There are other healthcare providers in this region, and I'm sure everybody's trying to figure out what to do next. So how did you guys end up with each other? Well, Danielle, from Primera's perspective, you think of like where we've come from is negotiated preferred provider contracts with the providers and also prior authorization. So those two, two things together were how we we're going to, how we've controlled costs for like the last couple decades. And to be honest, it's, has it worked to a certain degree? Yes. But as we all know, it's still too expensive. Yeah, and it's we're just not getting what we what we should be getting. It's an it, it, uh, the expense of healthcare overall is just too it's too high. So and it keeps getting higher. It mm-hmm. does. So the top? so yeah. we just need to do something different, and we're looking forward, and we're looking for a partner to work with us for what's a different approach to this we can take. And rather than working uh, against the employer or putting the uh, provider group separate from the insurance carrier we thought the best thing to do was collaborate with the provider. That's where we think we can get the best outcomes and make it a simple and easy process. Yeah, and it really was the brainchild of of two rather brilliant men, Bill Robertson and John Espinola Espy. And they had lunch and, you know, we kind of came from there. And on the flip side, as a healthcare provider and a clinically integrated network of providers, we we wanted the same thing. We wanted a partner in the payer space that was willing to try new things and try something different and to bring it all back to the patient and the person at the heart of this rather than seeing a beneficiary or a patient. You know, I always remember Bill and Espy saying, what about the person? And I really feel like peak care, that's, that's what we've been driven by is who's the person at the heart of this. Yep. Key things to remember, right? Because sometimes we get stuck in numbers yeah. and we get stuck in budgets and, and claims. And yeah. Yes. And the visits paperwork. and hospitals. And yep. there's a person yeah. at the heart of this. There's real people on yeah. the other end of this. Yeah. 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 Going through real things that are expensive and life changing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of that. Yeah. So we hear a lot about. ACOs, accountable care. Mm-hmm. There are arrangements that are out there, you know, other competitors who've been offering some different things that 
It kind of sounds the same, but when you really start to peel back the layers, it is different. So oh, yeah. It's substantially different. How so? So, uh, and it's funny, you know, MultiCare and MultiCare Connected Care, MultiCare Health Systems ACO has had a, a value-based arrangement with Primera before. And but that was a little, it was a little invisible. It members, was, right? right? It wasn't this active, oh, active choice. Correct. Right. Because it was your very, you know, good but typical value-based arrangement. This is something new and different. This is an EPO. It's an exclusive provider organization offering. And so while MultiCare Connected Care is the exclusive network for peak care, and, and that too is very similar like an ACO-like model, what it does is it goes back to that person-centric model. And for the first time, we're having a product come to the market where the driver isn't value-based or while there are quality mechanisms, the driver isn't even quality of care because we're confident that both organizations serve that. The driver is the experience and the driver is what does that customer, what does that person, what can MultiCare and Primera take away from the burden? Is it, you know, transparency into cost? Is it taking care of their $3 valet ticket? Is it texting them when their provider's running late? And those kind of things built into a health plan, built into an offering that employers can serve up to their employees. I don't think we've ever seen that before. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. And I I laugh a little bit because I guess I hadn't really, you know, you, you also forget that in the midst of our healthcare being expensive and you having an appointment to go to, it's frustrating. It's frustrating right. when you get there and your provider's running late and you're yep. thinking, how much is this going to cost me? And I can't even get in on time. I have right. no idea how long to take off work. Right. Yep. These, these little things that all add up into yep. a system that needs to be a little bit more approachable. Right. Yep. So I think it built off the ACO model. There's still that value-based component, but for the per- first time, we're seeing a person-centric. Right. And a different financial model. Right. Yep. Absolutely. To support that. Yeah. Yeah. So let's be clear. The new product, that new partnership, you're calling it Peak Care. Mm-hmm. Correct. So it's... Peak some... like the mountain. Yes. yes. Even... Yes. I like that. It's a visual. Bring in the Northwest. Right. Absolutely. So that's what people are going to see if mm-hmm. they come to the multi-care website or if they come to the Primera website too, I'm yep. assuming mm-hmm. that's yep. what they're going to see. Yep. Okay. And the network is going to have a new name as well. Right. Correct. It is the multi-care connected care clinically integrated network, which I think we'll talk about a little later is beyond the bricks and mortar of multi-care health system, how people mm-hmm. previously thought and think of multi-care. But for you know branding purposes, it is the Tahoma network. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about the multi-care footprint, though, yes. because I do think there's a thought or maybe a misconception mm-hmm. that people have that multi-care is down south. It's right. Pierce County. People think Tacoma. People hear yes. multi-care and they think Tacoma. And for a long time, rightly so. I mean, Tacoma General Hospital is our oldest tertiary-based, I mean, that's our hospital, right? But even the multi-care health system footprint is now up and down the I-5 corridor and over into the I-90 corridor. So we have you know seven hospitals today in Pierce, King, Spokane County, we're all over the map. 
And then you layer in the clinically integrated network, which is all of our independent and community providers that are a part of our ACO and a part of our CIN. And you're looking at over 3,600 providers and over 300 different sites of care that people can choose from, stretching into Grace Harbor, all the way up towards Bellingham, Whatcom County, down into Thurston, and again, all the way across the I-90. So it's a much bigger footprint today when you say multi-care than when you think the bricks and mortar. Yes. Well, even in my own community, there's an Indigo. Sure. I have a multi-care yes, hospital. Exactly. I'm in, I'm in Snohomish County. Yeah. We're, we're a little isolated. There right. <laughs> but we have an Indigo. You have an Indigo, so you have you multi-care. Know, I do. Yeah. I do. I have visited that a couple of times. Nice. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I have. Um, so who is that right group for peak care? The right group? Not, that's... Um, a good question, but I'd say it's not really limited to any particular employer. And the re- reason I'd say that is it's any employer who wants to offer uh, an affordable level of care with lower out-of-pocket cost to their empo- employee population. Now, it is limited to the multi-care network. So it's an, what we call an EPO, Exclusive Provider Organization. So when you sign up for peak care, you're signing up to use the multi-care connected network. And Everybody else is out. Right. right. So everything else is non-network. Yeah. So what do you get in exchange for that? You get a more affordable um, cost of care, okay? Lower out-of-pocket costs, and, uh, and a unique experience when you're using the system like Kate was talking about earlier, and she'll expand on more in a little bit. So now if some employers would say, well, that's, that's too limiting for me. You know, I, I can't just restrict my employees to using the multi-care network. Well, that's okay. You can offer peak care alongside a PPO plan. Because you know, most employers have a diverse population. They do. And then think of that, we also have the millennials coming into the workforce now as well. And as we all know, they consume things differently than we do. They do. So, uh, and that includes healthcare. That diverse population, you need to offer something for both of them. Yes. Do you think peak care is going to uh, be attractive to a certain level of their employees? And the PPO is going to be for a different level. But offering them side by side, it's a great solution for most employers. And I like approaching the conversation with employers and even the patients and the members because, you know, in the past, since the conversation has always been around deductible, how do you, you know, do you want to buy that deductible or that deductible? But employers are often the ones that are deciding what are we going to trade off? What are we going to offer our people? But I think putting that decision point back to the patient mm-hmm. and asking them, mm-hmm. you know, what what are you willing to trade in this conversation about cost and care, giving them a decision that's maybe something different than what they've had to. Right. I think it's compelling and right. I think we want people to think about those things. If we're ever going to f- bend the trend mm-hmm. any other direction, right? Yep. We have to get other people to think about. You have to empower them as consumers. Yeah. They're, while they're employees and their employer is you know, the budgetary here, right? Budgeting for the health insurance, the employee is shopping to a certain degree. And in a dual choice offering, they're gonna give up certain things to, you know, to trade off. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Aren't we all? Right. right? That's yeah, what we absolutely. do with Story all of our the lives. rest of our budgets, right? <laughs> That's right. Why not healthcare? Why not healthcare? Exactly. Yeah. If, if there is no one size fits all, mm-hmm. then shouldn't we be looking to find those like what is that, you know, what are the top three things that are really important to right. me? If I'm making the the second largest spend behind my mortgage, mm-hmm. most mm-hmm. likely for my family. Right. Mm-hmm. What am I gonna do with right. it? And I think employees appreciate the choice. Mm-hmm. 
I think so. Yep. Yep. I mean, most of the surveys and feedback that we get back when we when we start to offer more choice, mm-hmm. almost everyone says they appreciate it. Now, does everyone appreciate having to take the time to maybe learn something they didn't know before? Not necessarily. But, you know, at the end of that circle, they should feel a lot more confident mm-hmm. about what they have selected. And, you know, some of the price points that we talk about, if you can you know, lower your costs by 10% and afford to offer health care to your children in a more right. economically friendly way. There's, well, that's there's on, a lot to feel good about that. And that's on us, right, to be better educators, right. to, you know, do things like a podcast, to do things like leave behinds. Uh, you know, I know a TV spot was just finished up for peak care. And, okay. you know, how do you get in front of these consumers, these people, and yeah. help educate them so that it's not so burdensome and so yes. that they feel more empowered to make that choice? Yep. And I think the commitment from both organizations is to make the whole uh, process of, of receiving health care a more... Um, pleasurable experience. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anybody in the past would call it necessarily pleasurable. A lot nope. of times you're going there for something that isn't pleasurable, but right. just yeah. made it make it to where the, the outcomes are positive and, and it was a good customer experience. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So let's dig in a little bit to some of the promises that this partnership is talking about. There were three specific things that I pulled out of our mm-hmm. last conversation innovative and data-driven, mm-hmm. collaborative, and lowering healthcare costs. Mm-hmm. Yep. So those are three pretty amazing, big yeah, yeah, big promises. So how, how are you guys going to work to deliver those? Well, from an IT perspective, I can swing that one. Mm-hmm. One of the really <clears throat> cool new things about this is it's not multi-care and Primera or Primera. It's really the two organizations almost behind the scenes functioning as one. Systems are talking to each other, like literally behind the scenes interfaces are being built so that providers on the multi-care side can get a real-time dashboard when a peak care patient walks in their room and see Primera data that they've never had access to before. And on the flip side, you know, you know, John mentioned it early on, the prior auth piece and the pieces that Primera is really good at and, you know, that we have never had to do. How do we as a provider interface that data with Primera so that that's more seamless and, you know, maybe a year from now is instantaneous based on a marry of claims and clinical data? So from an IT perspective, I mean, interfaces are being built today that are seamlessly blending the two data sets. And that's going to help, you know, from a from a payer perspective and from a provider perspective that, you know, we've never had insights into that before. Right. And the other thing we're good, you know, what Primera does is uh, what we have a lot of is data. Mm-hmm. And by sharing that data directly with MultiCare, we think we're going to be able to point out to them where are their gaps in care, mm-hmm. where additional uh, preventive care for people. It's like take, take your diabetic population. Where are the opportunities to get that population up to a better level of health? We just we think that the, the management of healthcare should be done by the provider, not by the insurance company. Right. We provide them with data, we tell them where the opportunities are, and we let them practice medicine the way they know best. And we feel good about our partner on that, that part. 
And I would think doctors feel good about that. Oh, they're that. excited about this. I mean, this is a data set that, you know, the, the best you know, tangible use case that I hear all the time is anyone with a kid can understand immunizations, right? Between zero and 24 months, your kid is stuck so many times that, you know, your heart just goes out to them. And they've clinically proven best practices by having those well-child visits and those immunizations take place. The problem is, is they don't always get tracked from a clinical basis, but you know the claim drops every time that happens. And so if we're then able to marry the claims perspective from Primera and the clinical perspective from every pediatrician in the multi-care connected care network, then you know those pediatricians are gonna be able to know from a holistic view what's happening, where the gaps in care are, what kind of registry can be built to reach out to those parents and get those kids in for those immunizations. And that just hasn't been done to this degree before. Interesting. It's it's you know we have a healthcare system that is incredible with the science behind it, right? And how we can help people manage disease and but but yet there there are so many fragmented right. areas bringing yep. it all together. Yeah, always a challenge. And quality is part of that, mm-hmm. and that's that's probably kind of a another take into a a little side dish of how you know we spend a ton on healthcare mm-hmm. in America. Think we're the most expensive place in the world to get healthcare and to get pharmacy, and yet, you know, our population is not healthy. Mm-hmm. Our outcomes are not necessarily lining up with right. what we're actually putting right. into this system. And I mean, just from my chair, I see a lot of exciting ways that arrangements like this mm-hmm. could help mm-hmm. bring those two pieces together. How how do you guys see that really starting to come together? quality and cost because mm-hmm. I know we don't want to make it all about cost mm-hmm. we, want to, we want to see right. patients right but we all want to see healthy patients correct too, healthier I think, we... I think part of the part of that problem what's what's been created over the years is just these two silos that mm-hmm. the insurance company has all the claim data you know with prior authorization and the provider has their data but never the two in between shall meet mm-hmm. and we're trying to eliminate that chasm mm-hmm. and that's full transparency all data going to that we have is going to MultiCare and vice versa. They send the data to us. So mm-hmm. both of our systems are going to have the full uh, profile on each patient that they serve. Mm-hmm. That's really unique. That is that, huge. That mm-hmm. has not been done before. And then you tag on unique elements like any peak care consumer will have access to pharmaceuticals delivered to their home or, you know, Are drones refills. dropping it off Right? Yet? I don't know that drones will do it quite oh, yet, we're but there. we'll God. we're getting there. It's right? on the list. So we'll excited. put it on the list, Danielle. <laughs> Seriously. Like, why not? I, I, so I would love an Amazon drone to drop no, off something at my house one day, happen. right? Yeah. It's going to happen. It should happen. But drugs to your house, right? Your yeah. your prescriptions to your house. You you know, having an app on your phone where you can do your refill rather than calling your doctor's office and they say, Oh, call your pharmacy and calling your pharmacy and they say, Oh, call your insurance company and you know, why not just yeah, have so it done in one place? Right. And that yeah. contributes to better quality of, yes. of care and a better a healthier person. Yes. Well one of the things I really had appreciated about the even this onset of ACOs mm-hmm. is thinking about, you know, from a doctor's perspective, how challenging it must be to try to help your patient 
be healthier and treat your total patient. If mm-hmm. your patient is going five different clinics, right. five different places, mm-hmm. you have no idea what mm-hmm. they're actually taking or doing or if they're doing what they're they're telling yep. you to do. So how amazing is it if a doctor could say, hey, I can actually see everything that you've done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what a great first yeah, step. What, right. What prescriptions in total is this individual taking? Right. Uh, what, yes. That their other doctors are prescribing mm-hmm. as well as what I see. So yep. it's yes. good. And what's that statistic? I, I mean, I this has been a while, but I feel like the last time I saw a pharmacy statistic, it was something like the average American takes nine. Mm. Does that sound about right? It sounds about right. I don't know. Gosh, it's scary. It's not surprising. It is, because I take zero, right? right? So then yeah. I'm thinking, wow. But, you know, we we see and, and have seen it here. Examples come through where someone sends us a list and they're taking 16 different prescriptions. And, you know, and they want to understand how this is going to work on their new, right. you know, plan. And we're like, wow. Mm-hmm. This is, yep. does your doctor know that you're taking all of these? <laughs> yeah. And those are the people we think we can help. Yep. Yeah. By this transparent yep. arrangement between both organizations. Yeah. I, I like I like that a lot. I think it, we could do so much more to be mm-hmm. really smart and, uh, and effective there. So, John, how is this going to be, aside from price, how else could this be really appealing to employers? What's Primera doing to make that work? So, and, and it's so affordability of cost we talked about that so less out of their paycheck to just to be covered under the plan and, and that you know it's a big deal for those just covering themselves it's a really big deal for those guys those people who are covering their families yes so we know how expensive that is so and let's reiterate that price point if we were going to take exact benefit plan mm-hmm. and compare the benefits exactly and say here's premier full network versus here is peak care mm-hmm. what are we talking about roughly Peak care would be 15% less than the PPO plan. Mm-hmm. That's huge. It, it is, is huge. That's a substantial yeah. difference. So, and we do think it's gonna it's gonna attract a lot of people. So, mm-hmm. for the employer, they're offering uh, an, a more affordable care, less out of pocket, mm-hmm. lower deductibles. You know, there's some assurance of quality. So, yeah. by everything going mm-hmm. through the multi-care system, we're very comfortable yes. with the care being provided by multi-care, especially with all the data and backup that we're providing them. And the last thing for the employers, what we're doing here, we haven't talked about yet, is guaranteeing the cost. So the evil renewal process. You know, Danielle, you know this very well. So we're trying to eliminate that to a large degree. So we're willing to give three-year rate guarantee, three-year rate guarantees to the employer. So predictable Huge. costs. Mm-hmm. So imagine the CFO from the employer. What are my costs going to be over the next three years? You haven't been able to do that in the past. You're going to be able to do that with this product. Interesting. And now we actually have that. I mean, it's not in writing, but it's recorded for posterity. Right. We can hear it. <laughs> no. Forever, John. You mean I actually, Forever. Actually have to do what I say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My grand scheme to record you. It's complete. It's complete. Well, and those those are appealing things. Yep. So and Kate, balancing from that employer experience, mm-hmm. because we keep talking about the person, the person. Yep. What is the experience going to be like for the person? Right. So it's different. And I think the one of the things that I love about it is I think about, you know, my family network and my husband and I and a, a we one at home, but also aging parents. And so we have this industry of workers right now that I think for the first time spans such a continuum. Yes. And there's 
I really appreciate with this product, there's a digital, which is cool, component, and there's a non-digital component to this product as well. So you've got things as simple as a ticket for the valet so that a peak care member doesn't have to pay the $3 when they show up to, you know, a it's multi-care like a VIP treatment. Almost, right? Yeah. Yeah. All the way to someone, you know, I'll admit, like myself, who lives and breathes by my iPhone, you can do your entire health care from an app. For a peak care member scheduling your appointment scheduling your appointment refilling your prescriptions opting into a virtual visit with a teledoc love it so for you know someone like me who lives and dies by the iphone i'm gonna be all about that but for someone like my mom or my aunt who are nearing you know the medicare age but don't want to stop working they want to go see a doctor they want that face to face but they also want to be greeted when they walk into the office they don't want to be part of the herd so we're working with clinics to to have that hands-on feel and that non-digital component of you know, treating our, our peak care customers, our peak care people like true partners mm-hmm. in the healthcare equation. I think one of the examples you gave when we initially started talking about this was, you know, you schedule your appointment, mm-hmm. you come down to a multi-care facility, right. and the facilities are large. Yes. You've got a lot of doctors, yes. a lot of patients coming through. Yep. You have to plan about 20 minutes right. to park yes, and you then do. come to your appointment. Right. Right. But with peak care, right. you roll up to valet with your little ticket. Right. And someone and else can park your they car. They park your car. You can stop and get a coffee. You'll get a text message if your appointment's running late. Right. I mean, that's coming in later in the 2019 year. Okay. Um, yeah. That, you know, some of the things that a few of our clinics have been successful in piloting is, you know, a doctor's running 20, 30 minutes late. What if you got, what if you opted into that app and got an alert? to know that that clinic was running late and that you had that extra time for a coffee or a bio break. And and that's coming down the road for peak care. So we're really excited. And like I said, it's that nice blend of the digital versus the non-digital components. And I just really appreciate that there's been a focus on the experience on both sides of that. Right. Yeah. Meeting yeah. people where they are. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Plan designs. It's kind of hard, of course. We don't we don't have visual aids here. We don't to have share. a chart. Up. No, no. <laughs> We're gonna spare people the chart. Mm-hmm. But um, maybe at a high level, a mm-hmm. little bit about what those deductibles and things look like. Right. And then people can come to peakcare.com. Yes, they can. Um, they can check it out there. Uh, we can post some information mm-hmm. on our website as well that you can take a look at. But John, do you want to? Yeah. So I'd say, let me give a perspective. So you you could put a plan together that looks very much like an HMO style benefits, zero deductible, co-pays, lower uh, uh, co-insurance and a a limited out-of-pocket costs. Zero deductible? Zero deductible on one (laughs) end of the spectrum. Wow. And that's, you know, for for certain employers, that's what they want to attract and retain quality people. That's a unicorn. Unemployment rate's, what, 3% now. you got to attract people these Mm -hmm. days. So at the other end of the spectrum, you could offer a qualified high deductible health plan with this product as well. Oh, okay. Higher deductible, you know. That type of thing. Yeah. So those would be two opposite ends of the spectrum and really anything in between there. So a lot of options. We're not yes. talking about here's five things. Yes. Mm-mm. No, I'm talking about for the employer that's say 51 to you know 500 employees. Now, we also, this product is available for small group as well. 
you know, the two to 50. Starting January? Starting January. So it'll okay. be out there for open enrollment. Uh, there's more limited choices because those products yes. are filed and they're out there in advance so people, employers can select them. Yes. That's for that two to 50. So January 1st <clears throat> would be the first date that an employer Correct. could be part of peak. Mm -hmm. They do have to be headquartered in Pierce County, at least for this first blush. For the first year, they either need to be located there or have the majority oh. of their employer employees centered okay. in the so Pierce County. So if their County. home zip codes are lining up in the right area, right. then they're correct. Okay. Yep. That's great. What's going to come next for peak care in Primera? What could you share with us about maybe the, what's the writing on the wall look like? I think we're going to continue to expand our relationship. The one, th the one thing I like about this, you, you think about the, our ordinary relationship with a provider group is we negotiate a contract and we probably don't talk to them again until the contract is up and oh. ready for renegotiation. And those those renew every year? or Some is it every year. Some of them we, don't, we like to do multi-year deals, okay. so we don't mm -hmm. have to renegotiate them. Got it. But this isn't going to be the case with mm -hmm. this product. We're going to be meeting at least quarterly, and we've been meeting like weekly right. at mm -hmm. this point as we get the product off the ground. But mm -hmm. we're we're going to continue to meet, okay, what are we missing, what could work better, mm -hmm. that type of thing. So that's a, that's a unique part of this relationship as well. And, and there will be councils or groups of employers that we're inviting to the table as folks sign up for Peak Care. You know, what does an employer want in version 2.0? What does a consumer, what do, what do the people want in version 2.0? Because I think Multicare and Primera came up with a really slick idea and a really new offering that's coming to the table on 1119, but we don't know everything and we know that and the employers are the ones buying it and the employees, the people out there are the ones using it. So what do they want to see in the next iteration? And that's something we're going to focus a lot of effort on in 2019. And I'm sure there will be a lot of great feedback as people, yep. you know, as those who are brave enough to go first, you know, <laughs> there will be a lot of good, good things to come back to things that you and I and all of us wouldn't have thought of. Mm -hmm. Right. One of the things that I want to be sure we touch on before we wrap is that, I mean, some of this has evolved so quickly that you know, maybe three weeks ago, this this product was going to be totally fully insured only mm -hmm. for the first year mm -hmm. with the thought that maybe alternative funding could come down the road. In that time, what Primera has been able to do is say, you're, you're going to be comfortable writing this product on the Optiflex right. funding platform. So if we've got the client who's already kind of partially self-funded, Yep. Or they want to tiptoe into that space. Optiflex is a great place. Yeah, that's to our, our partially self-funded product for the for the smaller employer. But yeah, that's a great solution for some employers as well. Yeah, so. I mean it's it's great. It's it's more transparency. Mm -hmm. It's more insight into how are our people using this and how can we help them use it better, right? right? Use use that knowledge for some good yeah. here and shared surplus mm -hmm. for the employer at the at year end. Yeah, so. yeah. it's huge. I like, I like it when everybody can have a little skin in the game. Absolutely. That makes it, you know, feel a little more fair and just Absolutely. In, the whole, Absolutely. in the whole long run. Well, I really appreciate you guys coming to share and talk about this. Is there anything else that you want to throw out to the HR 
folks and the decision makers that sit out there that all vex over these renewals and what are we going to do next? I guess the only thing I'd, I'd send out is is don't be hesitant. Uh, if you're out there and you think like, oh, geez, this is new and I don't, I don't want to be the first one or I don't want to be one of the first ones. This really isn't, it is a new product for Primera and a new relationship between us and Multicare, but still it's the basics of what mm -hmm. we do day to day. We still pay claims, we provide customer service. You know, that's we not, still it's provide not, stellar yeah. quality care. It's not like it's going yeah. on a completely different platform for, for Primera. So it's still what we do day to day, mm -hmm. but it's the relationship and yeah. the data sharing behind the scenes that uh, that made, you know, I, I, it's just not going to be that different. Nothing to be hesitant about. Mm -mm. And I think ask us questions. This is, you know, while the foundational components are the same, it's, it is new, right? And so I think ask us questions or, mm -hmm. you know, ask your broker questions or ask your doctor questions and, you know, call John and I. I, I think yeah. the, the doors and the phone lines are open yep. and, and we want to talk about it. Yeah. I like that. Phone, the phone lines are open. Right. And if you've been saying, what are we going to do about the cost? Like, do something. Yeah. Call do John. This. Call John. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We will post his cell phone. Number. Yes, we will. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> I kid, I kid. But I am very appreciative of the, the time yep. and um, appreciative, too, that there has been that willingness to do some things that... You know, maybe some others haven't quite done yet, which yep. is to sit down at a table and share a meal and make good things happen. And let's see where we can take it from here. We yep. appreciate you helping us get the word out. Yeah, absolutely. We're excited about this. I, I'm excited with you. So if if people do have questions, mm -hmm. your benefits consultants at Primera, we are at Propel. See, I, I actually worked at Primera. That was my no, first <laughs> big job. It still slips out of my mouth. I won't say how many years later, but it still slips That's out of my right. mouth. I'm at Propel now, mm -hmm. and I have been for like almost eight years. Mm -hmm. But you can come to us and ask us questions. This is going to be something we'll be talking to you about but obviously you know this is a place to dig deep and mm -hmm. um, help you understand your options a little bit better so with that thanks for checking out my podcast the checkup and we'll see you back here again soon mm -hmm.